out there. Morning, morning. <laughs> Evening. Evening, all. Hey there, guy. How are you? <laughs> uh, y'all don't get that joke because you, unlike us, are probably not watching Jason's season on Netflix. Well, why are they not watching it if they're listening to this? I assume everybody listening to this has gone back to watch Jason's season instead of watching The Bachelor Goat that they're running right now. Can I pull this a little yeah, bit? Yeah, pull the mic. Pull yeah. Pull it a little up, a little towards me. I'm yeah. going to test it. One, two, three. Hot mic. We got a hot mic. Hot, hot. Um, all right. So. Oh, now I feel like you're a little close. Am I too? Well, you were the one that put it here. You're the one that moved <laughs> it right here. I wanted it closer to me, not to well, you. Well, but I've been in the same place. So you just put it burp, a little closer like to me. It's going to be deafening. Bobasa raptor in <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> Bum 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 bum. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to our Jurassic Park <laughs> podcast. Here are my theories about what's going to happen in the next Jurassic World movie. You did it, you bastard! <laughs> Finally did it. Oh wait, that's uh, that's that's Planet, Planet of, of the, the Apes. Apes. Yeah, Charlton has Carlton has to Carlton. Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to dance. Too. It's not unusual. <laughs> Carlton Banks Heston. You're being too loud. From my cold, dead hand, I'm going to dance to It's Not Unusual. Now I'm going to get comments about how nobody can hear Ryan. (laughs) He's way over here. I'm over here. Charlton Heston? Yes. Not on my list. No, not on your list. Not even shirtless? Jeff Goldblum. High on my list. Really? Oh, are you kidding me? Have we talked about this before? Uh, No, because I keep it... Close Real to, secret. Close to my chest. That's a secret one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like it would be like you being like, I don't know, who's some hot woman. <laughs> oh, the look of panic on no, his face No, I didn't have a look right of panic. Now. I was like, I didn't know where know. you were going I, with this because I thought it was going to like. Can I tell you what it is when you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, please do. Please share. for Not only for me, but for the listener Could as well. Could I tell you something? Can yeah. I spit some truth? You know what you are doing when you do what? that? Because you Ryan will do this thing where I'm like, oh, like so-and-so is pretty. And he'll just kind of like panic. And you do it about guys, too, where you're like, uh, it's like when people say that they can't see color. No. When you can't see hotness. No, I don't say that I can't see hotness. I feel like objectively, if I'm like, uh, Brad Pitt is hot. You should be able to be like, yeah, no shit. But no. instead, you no, yeah. See, so you're doing it right now. No, I'm not doing it right now. We taught an extensive conversation about how good Brad Pitt looked shirtless on the roof in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Do it to me and ask me. Okay. Who's a hot guy? All right. Well, that's listener. You watch give her me reaction. Like, even give me like a narrow it down. Make it tough. Mm- what do you what do you mean narrow it down? Like I can name five Ryans off the top of my head that I think are hot. Spoiler uh, one, alert. Me. It's not <laughs> uh all right. Gosling. Uh, who's a hot guy? <laughs> You're what do you just regular hot? Just give me a hot guy. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. Okay, there you go. I'm I'm not really sure what the point of this exercise was. That like when I'm like, oh, tell me who you think is a pretty girl, you can't just be like Who's a pretty girl? Uh, Cameron Diaz. Okay, that's false. No. She's not pretty. She See, this is why I don't <laughs> respond. 
Uh, I'm just saying, how do we start this? Uh, nobody knows. Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is on your list. Oh, the reason why I reacted... I sh- feel like I shouldn't have to say that because, like, naturally. See, but that's, he's a little bit unconventional, right? I mean, he's not Brad Pitt. Yeah, but he's but he's conventional for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's older. He's got the gray hair now. He's a little weird. Yeah, a little yeah. bit freaky. Well, he's he seems a little too lanky for you. Too lanky? Yeah. You think like, I'm like a compact dude? <laughs> just, I feel like he's all lanky. over the place. Yeah, with his arms and legs. What are you? Okay, well, if this is going to turn into a Jeff Goldblum bashing It's podcast. not a Jeff Goldblum bashing. I appreciate the fact that you find him attractive. He's clearly interesting. You know, he's a very talented jazz pianist. I know you. Oh, my friends. What, they saw him? No, I saw him play piano years ago. Lostetter and I went to see Jeff Goldblum play piano, and I thought it was going to be real classy, so we wore suits. And then uh, (laughs) someone asked us if we were missionaries. (laughs) (laughs) And then I converted her. Yeah, and you said, was this in college? Yeah. And I so, said, I mean, in laughing. a way, yeah. Yes. Well, really, like we're yeah. laughing, but y'all. Well, were I think she thought that we were like Mormon missionaries. Oh but... no, Mormon missionaries—that shit's weird. Ryan just baptized people in the Pacific Ocean. Not me That's specifically, cool. yeah. No, but anyways, not you specifically uh, baptized people in the ocean. Like me personally, did that? Yeah. No. You said that you did. No, I never did. Yeah. 100% you have told <laughs> me that you've done that. No, that never happened. But I anyways, have asked you before because it's like in one of my poems. That I personally did that? That you like went to ocean baptism. Yeah, sure. That. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that you like. No, there was just a you confusion have to be a on that. to do yeah. that, right? No, anybody can do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not thinking that they're like, hey, Ryan Weber. Get in here. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, the other thing. Yeah, sure. Um, no, look at that picture of Jeff Goldblum um, that you've got up right I'm now. Looking. Look at how lanky that motherfucker is. Jeff Goldblum, height and weight stats. <laughs> it says lanky AF is what it says. I'm all right with that. You know what that means. He's tall. Yeah, you know what they say about a guy with long arms wow, and long legs. Wow, he is legs. tall. Six, four and a half. Yeah. Ooh, that wow. half is... Whoa, look at that now. Look at those pecs. Listener, you can't see this, but look, Google Jeff Goldblum plus pecs, and I think you'll get the <laughs> picture that is, we're looking at. So this would probably be a picture of Jeff Goldblum, what, late 30s, early 40s? Yeah. 100% this guy gets better with time. Yeah, right? I'm hoping for myself. There's one there with him. Old with Jeff the gray Goldblum beard. is on my list. Young, no. I feel... Uh, yeah, okay, great. I didn't panic because uh, you asked me who a hot oh, woman was. Here we go. I thought it was going to be who's like an unconventionally, like I thought it was going to be more complicated than that. It just annoys me when people, not you. Anybody. Could be anybody. Like, I am attracted to men for the most part, but I can I can tell you I have a list of women too. Like, I feel like I can objectively be like, oh, that woman is beautiful. Oh, that woman is hot. She's cute. And then I feel like you ask the same of like, oh, a uh, like woke, seemingly liberal, heterosexual male. And there's still like a moment of panic where you're like, Whoa, what the fuck? You're asking when, me to say that a dude is cute? When did I do that? Just now. No. I'm, not, I'm just saying <laughs> it happened. It does so. happen. That does happen. There's still a little bit of gay panic. Yes. Even in 
Even in the wokest of men. And uh, I'm saying that you have a little bit of it. Yeah. Well, to transition, (laughs) speaking of woke men, Chris Harrison solved racism this week. (laughs) I don't know if you guys heard, but... uh, they fixed their diversity problem on The Bachelor. Matt James is your new you Bachelor. You know what annoyed me about that? What did? What annoyed me about it is that they said, he's been on our radar yeah. since, what, April or whatever. Fuck off. Right, yeah. We we really wanted we to do, do this, this the whole anyway. time. Yeah, we, didn't we were need, totally going to have a black Bachelor. We didn't need 80,000 signatures and protests yeah, right. in like, every be, state. Yeah, people didn't have to form an actual, uh, what was it on, was it on... I mean, I saw it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like an actual like movement to make this happen. Yeah. Change.org. Yeah. Well, um, I guess that's my response too is like part of me is like, well, great. Gr- of course. But great. Like, also like, do you really get a lot of credit for A, doing something that you should have done 15 like years, ago? years ago? Yeah. Okay. And also that we like had to force you to do. Yeah. So like on one hand, like, we asked as fans for I this feel like to happen. It's like our kids. Yeah. Like when they do what they should have been doing all along and they expect a reward for mm-hmm. it or praise. Yeah. It's like, no. It's like Harrison ate one vegetable on his plate <laughs> and now wants, you know, an ice cream sandwich. Now we want the treat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. It I, is, well, let me say. Yeah. Before you shit all over Chris Harrison. I don't think he has jack shit no, to do with it. No, of it's course not. It's the asshole yeah. producers. Yeah, no, I don't think so. It's either. not Harrison's fault. Well, it, don't you think, though, if Harrison came to them and was like, hey, make this more diverse, like that they would do something about it? I mean, it's not like he has 100%, no clout. I do not think that. Okay. But I, or, don't, I don't think that Harrison has clout. I think that he's their little puppet boy. Yeah, but also, don't you think that if Harrison went on social media and said, like, hey, this show needs to be more diverse or I'm done, that they wouldn't do it. I don't know. It's a, yeah, that's it's a, a gamble, tough one, I, I guess. Like they could yeah. be like, okay, you've been replaced with Chad Johnson. Yeah, but seconds. I actually think that would have been, because like what, then, okay, you're firing him because you don't want to be more diverse. Like that actually would have been quite a gambit for Chris Harrison yeah. to make. Quite the gambit. Quite the gambit. But yeah, anyways. Quite the gamble. We are here for Matt James. Yeah, and let me show you a picture that specifically illustrates why you're going to be here for Matt James. Look at this. Matt and Tyler shirtless. Short bathing suits, just like I got. Yeah, just like I got. Yeah. That's what you look like in yours. Yeah, I got my J. Crew shorts this week. Everybody at the pool. That's why that dad at the pool asked me if I've been working out. Mm -hmm. Highlight of my summer. Someone very. Very generously, even though I have not been working out, asked, have you been working out? Pull that picture up Yeah. So, yeah, we got Matt James holding a tiny dog. Now that guy's tall. Yeah. Well, and Tyler C. here is holding a slightly larger, floppy-eared, shaggy dog. So we've got both of them are holding dogs. Um, Also, Matt James is preposterously ripped. Let's see if we can find... One what? of those pictures. So well, I wanted oh, to see. Yeah. yeah, there's that one. And then also this one of him, like, preposterously ripped. Why do you keep saying preposterously? Because look at how ripped he is. It's the only <laughs> way to describe it. And also, Hannah B is in his quarantine crew. Did you see this? Are you kidding me? Did I see this? Yeah. Was I following this in real time as it was going down two months ago? Yeah. Yes. Let I me was. tell you something that's been going on um, in Bachelor Nation for Hannah quite B some time. Was in his quarantine 
quarantine crew. Did you see this? (laughs) Let me tell you some celebrity news from several weeks ago. Imagine what it's like to be mansplained Hannah Brown's quarantine crew by your husband. (laughs) I don't think they have to imagine it. They just heard it happen. Just now. That was for the listener. I know no, you it know. Wasn't. No, no, that was you said, did you see this? And you looked back at me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, did you see this? You don't even. Yeah. You're not well, even, actually. You're not even on Instagram. <laughs> you're going to start saying what our four-year-old son has started saying, which is, my brain told me. Well, my brain knows everything, mm-hmm. just like our son says. Okay, so um, we've covered a lot of the important things. Let's uh, handle some shout-outs and then get into this episode. So uh, thanks for the review. Manda Panda 5389 asks, are we soulmates? The answer, yes. Correct. Yes, we are. Do you want to be mansplained about celebrity gossip, Manda Panda 5389? Because if so, I'm here for you. Let you just slip in here. I'm going to go out the back door. <laughs> Amanda Panda, you can deal with my latent gay panic. She was talking about <laughs> both of us being soulmates. I know. I understand I that. The whole crew is soulmates. Bicycles, tricycles. Kiwi <laughs> <laughs> <Pee> Herman. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's from Rhett. Ah, uh, yeah, that's why I don't know. Homo sapiens. Bisexuals, <laughs> homo Think of some more. To Hank, well, you know that part. Right, yeah. Sing it with me. To Hank, crafted beers made in local breweries. <laughs> to yoga, to <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> to rice and beans and cheese. <laughs> oh, those fuckers. <laughs> um, all right. So, also, a shout out. So, if I'm not mistaken, Jillian is from Kowona, Canada. That's I where she spent it's her summer. Pronounced- Corona. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> um, but we had seven listeners in Kelowna, Canada. So I wanted to shout them out. It may or may not be the same place that Jillian is from. I don't know. Um, yeah. So you want to get into this Jason recap that everybody's so excited to hear I'm about? Chomping at the bit. Yeah. I feel All like right. people were probably enjoying my roast of you. But well, there's still time for that. Yeah, yeah we'll so circle mean. back so around. Ryan. Four stars. Uh, yeah, we're in Alberta. Alberta, Alberta. Everybody knows that that Eric Clapton cover. Where you been so long? No. (laughs) Alberta, Alberta. Okay. All right. So first we have to say we fast forwarded through a very lengthy recap that was basically just like, how's your journey been with the girls so far? It was like like 10 minutes. Oh, I was going to say 20. Yeah. It was a lot of of recap. Jesus. I got a frog in my throat. (laughs) I got the Lake Okanagan monster <laughs> in my throat. Oh my gosh. What are you doing? <laughs> what is wait? What's going on? I think I swallowed a pubic hair. So yeah, they go to Canada. This is where Jillian has spent uh, 20 of her summers on Lake Okanagan. And there's an old fairy tale that there's a Loch Ness-style monster called Ogabogo. I'm sorry. 
Oh yeah, o- Okanagan and mm-hmm. Ogo Ogo Bo- Ogo Pogo. Oh, Ogo Ogo Pogo. Okay, not Ogo Bogo. The Loch Ness monster is Ogo Pogo. This is weird. My spell check is fine with Ogopogo, but it caught Ogobogo, so it must be aware of this monster. <laughs> Microsoft has this monster in its dictionary. Well, I like it that you just didn't let it... Why didn't you let it autocorrect? Because uh, I wasn't paying attention. I assumed... No, it's Ogobogo. Well, I just assumed that it didn't know what the name of this monster is. It's Ogopogo. Yeah, how dare I question Microsoft's spell check. Not only is... Ogopogo in the lake, but Jillian has felt Ogopogo with her foot. She touched Ogopogo, and she tells Jason, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get to meet Ogopogo. <laughs> I feel we both noticed that Jillian's Canadian accent was at a 250% yes. on this date. Yeah, it was, she was all over Which is it. fair enough. I feel like when we used to like live... Far away, I guess. Maybe I would come back to the south and get a little bit more of a southern accent. Yeah, that it would kick up a notch, maybe. maybe. Yeah, and my Seattle accent is just out of control whenever I go back home. (laughs) When you just start singing Pearl Jam songs. (laughs) I was clenching my jaw. You weren't even looking, but I could feel the jaw clench. But you got to do that with some Pearl Jam. Jeremy Spoken. <laughs> what does he say after that? Yesterday. What does he say yesterday? In class today. Jeremy Spoken. Class today. Really? Yeah, because it's about a school shooting. I know that. Yeah, well, that's that's him speaking in class. Better, yeah. better gun song. Jamie's got a Jamie's got a gun. Jamie. <laughs> well, you're such a Jamie. <laughs> Good old Jamie's got a gun. Jamie too, uh, but also it's Jamie. It's that classic Aerosmith song about that um, girl that wanted to be a singer, but she was kind of shy. <laughs> she, well, you know who loves guns? Carlton Heston. <laughs> Everybody all <laughs> comes back around again. I think Ed Sheenan is going to cover Jamie's got a gun. <laughs> I know that it's Ed Sheeran. I was just doing that to roast him. Just to, <laughs> just to ruffle some feathers a little bit. Yeah. I like to be funny, Ed Sheeran. Oh, really? You're going to be Shannon? Yeah, I was Shannon I'm just now. to be now. funny, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Jillian is giving Jason the dirt on her family. She's, and she says, oh, I want this <laughs> Okay, do it. it. Do it. Yeah. In the 80s, my parents worked hard, and they played hard. <laughs> she said, my family was really on top of the world. So I feel like they both obviously were just doing a shit ton of coke. Yeah, no, it was totally like a Wall Street-style scenario uh, where they yeah, they worked hard and play hard I'm with a little bit of the nose candy. Uh, Jillian's dad is the wolf of Wall Street <laughs> when Leonardo is doing that dance in the promo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I pictured, too, is like, Coke fueled parties. Then you meet her dad, and you're like, "Uh, maybe not." Well, he's just kind of mellowed out since then. Um, yeah. So we get a, a sad story, which is genuinely sad. I want to make it snarky that the mom has depression. That it was a, a tough thing for several years for the family. Um, they've got she's gotten better in the last few years. Her parents would split up and then get back together. Mm-hmm. Her mom would be in the hospital for months at a time. And Jason said it explains why Jillian has to be the rock that she is. 
Yeah, that explains it. And so Jillian is ready to go home to her family and says, I am totally a jumping jelly bean with excitement waiting to see my parents. Ah, oh, Jillian, so genuine. Like, I like what I like about Jillian is she's extremely genuine without being like naive. I feel like she's just Canadian. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. I mean, really, I do think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so they walk into her house in British Columbia, and Jillian's dad says, Hey there, guy. <laughs> How are you? And wraps the Canadian flag around Jason. That's Which a greeting right I there. I thought was sweet, because we've had American fathers, um, like, purposefully be like, I don't know, this dude Right, in. yeah. I was skeptical of him when he first came in. I felt like Jillian's dad wasn't doing it at all to be a dick, but, like, maybe he couldn't remember Jason's name in yeah. the moment. So he was like, hey there, guy. Hey, guy. <laughs> uh, or Jason, guy is just a term of affection and endearment maybe in Canada. In Canada. Yeah. Uh, he immediately brings up the hot dog theory. Yes, and Jillian elaborates on it a little more. Mustard is the combination of a bad boy and a homebody, and the, the dad is a, a mustard. See, that's what it is. The mustard part of him was the, or the bad boy part of him was the cocaine binge part I of him. I gotta say, having, having met Jason and Jillian's dad for a short amount of time on a reality TV show, I'm starting to question this thing. <laughs> you think they're both ketchups? Like, Jason is a mustard? Give me a fucking break. Well, you didn't know Jillian's dad in the 80s. Well, that, he was a sauerkraut well, in I the mean, 80s. that I believe. I could <laughs> believe that more than Jason passing mm-hmm. off as a mustard. Well, Jason becomes a mustard when he becomes a bad boy later and switches women and becomes a real player at the end of this season. That's true. Jillian saw it coming. Jason goes sauerkraut a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, cousin Tori is there, and I just have in my notes. See, this is what I'm talking about. My notes say, Cousin Tori is really pretty. I had the same thing in yeah, my notes. But, yeah. Well, of course you do, but do you have a dude in there that you're like, so and so is handsome? No. Do you have in there that. You know who's uh, handsome? Who? Tyler C. I'll well, say no that Tyler shit, C. Sherlock. is handsome. How many of the Bachelor men have I talked about how handsome they are? Peter Krause? With his salt and pepper no, hair. No, you're not allowed to just piggyback onto all the guys that I think But are they're objectively so attractive. First, I thought that Tori, the cousin, was attractive, She's too. a woman! <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, you're piggybacking you on my attractive no, woman. I yeah. wrote it first in my notes. And then later, we were watching it in person. And, I, and it was me again, because I said... You know, I just feel like Jillian is really pretty. And you said, oh, I think Cousin Tori is pretty. And I said, oh, I have that in my notes. Okay. Well, anyways, I, th- I feel like we're at a standstill <laughs> here. Did you uh, did you think that uh, <laughs> the, the guy, uh, Charles, her boyfriend, Charles? Did you think Hector was handsome from yeah, Naomi's sure. dad? Yeah. Oh, come on. That yeah. guy's not with... Why not? Yeah. Hector. Hector. Really? I would probably go with... Uh, Tori's boyfriend. Yeah, sure. Well, Naomi is pretty. So there you go. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me more about that. Well, see, this is why I never, this is why I panic <laughs> when you ask me to name a pretty woman. Oh, Naomi's pretty. Don't hit me. Yeah, she's got that. Oh, look at that look. <laughs> she's got that beauty mark. Yeah. On me, it's a just a mole, but on Naomi, it's a beauty you mark. You have a beauty mark, too. Nah, I'm getting yeah. removed. Well, I was, uh, my joke, it's really been stepped, or like uh, the moment has passed, but I was going to say of Tori, 
she can meet my Ogo Pogo. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to feel my Ogo Pogo with her foot. I feel like it's like that scene in How I Met Your Mother where they have to guess at the um, like sex euphemism. Oh, right, in Canada, so, yeah. So you're saying the frozen snowshoe invited you back to his place to look at Harvey's trays and asked you to do an old King Clancy? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm serious. You so Jillian's mom uh, gives what she calls a toast. <laughs> yeah, let's hear a little about this toast. And let me say, as a creative writing teacher, you know, mm -hmm. what's my one rule in my intro and advanced poetry classes? No but rhyming. But I'm stricter about it in the intro classes. No rhyming. No rhyming. Yeah. And even at the college level, this blows people's minds mm -hmm. when they're have when they're like, "We're in a poetry class. How will we not run?" Yeah, that's what poetry is. I feel like you can just show them this clip though to be like, "This is why." That is what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was you stole my bit because I was gonna say this this toast that she gives is the exact reason why I don't let my students rhyme. Will you read us a few lines from this oh. toast to illustrate? Do I have to do a Canadian accent? Yeah, please. No offense to our Canadian listeners. <laughs> I really feel like I haven't nailed this one. Okay, let's hear it. In your heart... Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say you haven't nailed it. <laughs> so let's just do it in regular no, voice. I'm doing okay. In your heart, I hope you find love. <laughs> you certainly deserve to fly like a dove. You handled all the pain and joy just like an angel from above. Pressure makes diamonds, and you certainly shine like one. Oh, God, what is that? <laughs> I don't know what this accent is, but you're invested now. Keep going. <laughs> oh, you bring, a, you bring happiness to us all as bright as the sun. You're as precious to us as the flowers need rain. That doesn't make sense. No, it I'm doesn't. Sorry. Yep. Um, we will always be there for you again and again. <laughs> <laughs> Life is like a dance, and we're so proud of you for taking this chance. Oh, God. Yeah, that is uh, terrible. It's heartfelt it and sweet. It is so heartfelt. Yeah. And I honestly now feel like an asshole for ripping it apart. To Jillian's mom, if you are one of our listeners, I appreciate it. We can pay her probably 15 bucks on Cameo to read that to us again. Yeah. yeah probably 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just and Canadian dollars too. So it's not going to be much at all. I'm an asshole. No. Well, nah. I mean, we both, that's been well established that we're assholes on this podcast. That's really kind of what we're doing here. Yeah, but it's, you know what? Jillian's mom didn't ask to go on this show. We've had this problem before when we've torn into the family members a little bit. And uh, it's like, well, they didn't sign up for this. I'm also going to rip into Molly's mom for bringing out the crazy hats. <laughs> and uh, Naomi's, and Naomi's mom, mom and dad. For, for bringing a dead bird to the, <laughs> oh, the hometown God. date. You know, it's funny because uh, Jillian's mom says you certainly deserve to fly like a dove. And Naomi's mom brings a dead dove. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost like, uh, this looks like there's some symbolism and foreshadowing there. Um, I will rip on Jason. Yeah, do for it. telling Jillian's mom, the next time I get married is the last time. 
promises, big guy. Yeah. No, the mom, so in a real funny bit, she she pulls Jason aside and says, I have just a couple of questions for you, and then takes out a giant scroll as a comic bit. I like that the there's a lot of, like, prop comedy. I feel like these moms are bringing it. <laughs> they all got their bits punched up by Carrot Top. So she says, what do you think your responsibilities are as a partner in a marriage? And Jason says, to be a partner. No shit, Jason. Yeah. That's <laughs> just parroting. Well, you how- know, pretty much to just fly solo. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of myself as a lone wolf. <laughs> so, um, he asks her for advice, and she says, blatant plagiarism from John Michael Montgomery. Life is a dance, and you learn as you go. Oh, really, Jillian's mom? Sometimes do you lead, and sometimes do you follow? <laughs> Don't worry about what you don't know. Life's a dance you learn as you go. Life's a dance you learn as you go. Sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow. Don't worry about what you don't know. Life's a dance you learn as you go. You know, I'm beginning to think she plagiarized that toast from somebody. Uh, It was from one of my students. (laughs) (laughs) This is Anna won't let me write rhyming poetry, so I wrote this for you. Jillian's dad cries a whole bunch. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's drunk. Yeah. In that scene, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's fine. Also, here is... I'm also a drunk crier. (laughs) Yeah, he, um, let's see, where do I have the part where, oh yeah, Glenn, which his name says, when I think about her, it just chokes me up. And then, yeah, he starts crying and he says, she's a real person. Oh, and later, uh, Jason talks about, (laughs) she's not just a figment of our imaginations. Yeah, and by the way, here is in my notes, Cousin Tori is hot. Meanwhile, I said, Cousin Tori is really pretty. (laughs) She's totally hot. Got a big boner for Cousin Tori. (laughs) Hey, Cousin Tori, are you on Cameo? (laughs) Slide into my DMs, Cousin Tori. I don't have Instagram, but... I feel like this might be the episode that gets both of us fired. Right. For sexually harassing Cousin Tori. We're sorry, Cousin Tori. You're a good person. It's because you pushed me to say that women are beautiful. (laughs) That's how I'm going to explain it to the provost. You know... To be fair to you, you are you do seem to be equally uncomfortable announcing that you're attracted to a man or a woman. See, there you go. So, so it's, it's not, not gay just, panic. It's not gay panic. It's just like sexual panic in general. <laughs> That's about yeah, right. A generalized sexual anxiety. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Nailed it. Okay. Very interesting. No, thank you, Freud. Um, so, Granny. Comes oh, in. Well, so Jillian says it was a great night, but there was something seriously missing because her best friend isn't there. Mm-hmm. That's her tie. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an interesting foursome if they get married because, you know, their best friends are Ty and, their gr- and her grandma. <laughs> it's going to make for an awkward, like, double date. Ty, night. what's your favorite color? <laughs> Mine is orange. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> We're meant to be Ty. <laughs> Uh, her grandma's not there, but then who walks in? 
fucking grandma. Yeah, the grandma. <laughs> she looks at Jason and says, oh my God. Yeah. Jason is very, very beautiful. This is just, I don't feel like she sounded like this at all. No, do it though. He's a gorgeous guy. Is this uh, Janice from Friends at, at this point? Oh my god. You don't even watch Friends. You hate Friends. I'm aware of the Janice character. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. Chandler Bing. Was that not, was my Janice not good? It's too, it's not, I feel like, um, what I was doing was a little bit lower pitched. Okay. Yeah, my, mine is a little high pitch. <laughs> it's a Jason little pitchy. Is beautiful. He's a gorgeous guy. See, she's not afraid to comment on the I feel like mine is, um, this is going to be a Hell I Met Your Mother smorgasbord. Okay. Mine is Lily when she starts smoking. Oh, starts smoking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gets that voice. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, the grandmother comes in. She brings Jason maple leaf underwear. Yeah, which he puts on. And they blur out the but band. But first she puts it on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's she seems really excited. She said that uh, she was worried that she was going to have to take Jillian up to northern Alberta and marry her off to some Ukrainian guy. So Is uh, that where the Ukraine is? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I didn't think so. No, Isn't that... You, that's like a its own country by Yeah, Russia. the Ukraine is its own country by Russia, yeah. In Russia, Ukraine marry <laughs> Ukraine you. annex you. Uh, but ooh, I'm gonna sound too much like Sarah Palin here. It, Russia and Canada are not connected. No. So it was just a. I imagine perhaps they have a large Ukrainian community. Why? In Alberta. I, you know, I don't know. This is the first time hearing of it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she knows one particular Ukrainian. I just man feel like that joke didn't there. land. <laughs> like, well, it seems like a family inside joke that we're not, or maybe a Canadian <laughs> reference that we're not. I feel like to. it would be like if I went out to Seattle and your grandma was like. I was afraid I was going to have to marry Ryan off to a Russian. <laughs> and then I was afraid he was going to try to go to prom. <laughs> with a Russian. <laughs> Luckily, he went with his cousin. <laughs> so there was no funny business. Praise Jesus. <laughs> then they went to a river baptism. Um, okay, so... Oh, you think you're so fancy baptizing people in the Pacific <laughs> Ocean. <laughs> We used to baptize people in Lake Moses. (laughs) I baptized my cousin and his wife, also my cousin. (laughs) All right. Remember that uh, Mark Duplass movie, My Cousin's Cousin? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Jason. Can we move on to to Molly? Or do you got more? I mean, I was just going to say that Jason says that the funny genes are running through this family. Can't turn off my funny yeah. gene. Yeah, I think we're I good. Like you should have said, can't, like, can't take off my funny genes. Ah, that would have been better. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can take off my funny <laughs> genes after all. And the, surprise, I'm wearing my maple leaf underwear. <laughs> all right, so yeah, let's go ahead and get to Molly in Grand Rapids. You know who's not funny? Who? Molly's family. Yes. Not funny Ooh, at all. That was some, like, clear contrast between, like, 
true Canadian wit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not even wit, but just mm-hmm. like they were funny. They yeah. seemed like they were having fun. They might as well be Dave Coulier. And up then there. we have to go to this like white ass Michigan yeah. family. We're meeting at the country mm-hmm. club. Molly says that Jason is uber preppy and it's sexy that he can play golf. Jason, are you in a hive? Because this is a swarm of wasps. You're not wasp if you're from Michigan. How come? Because it's you're from like New England. You have to be New England to be a wasp? I mean, this is like a different kind of whiteness. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a little more white bread. I imagine a wasp not sorry, I just Googled it. I imagine I associate that with like Connecticut. Okay. Okay, maybe that's fair. Going to the Hamptons, that's I mean kind I know of it's thing. only so it says white Anglo Saxon Saxon Protestant, which would be Molly, I'm assuming, but yeah, no, I, I associate it with New England. With New England. Is that okay. incorrect? Uh you know, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. We'll put it to our listeners to write in and see. Who they feel is waspy. Because, like, Michigan. It's too, like, salt of the earth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. And, like, Nordic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Giant white Swedish people. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Okay. I like that. I like that point. Wasps, I imagine, as, like, British. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Like, can't lift dip on a cracker because it's too heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wouldn't be a cracker. It would be a... Would be a crudite. (laughs) What is it that my mom always makes? Onion canapes. Some canapes. Uh, Okay, so anyways... Molly pulls up at the Grand Rapids Country Club wearing a little golf sweater, which her dad is wearing a nearly identical sweater later. Mm -hmm. I assume you noticed that because you're good at catching those kinds of things. And uh, they are going to play some golf. So she says, I will never again date a guy that my parents don't approve of. So this has come up multiple times with Molly. Right, right. Um, and it looks like golf is a big part of the parent. Maybe that was the only problem with this other guy was that he didn't golf because she and her parents and her sister went golfing every Sunday. Every Sunday at the club. And it's really sexy that Jason can golf. I already said all that. Okay. I already said that. All right. All right. I just feel the need to repeat mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Were you listening? Yeah. I'm always listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are we? Frasian Crane now? Frasian. <laughs> Frasian. Crane. Frasier Crane. I'm surprised we talked about how we didn't make any Frasier references last week when we were in Seattle. So this Maybe is kind of making up. I hear the blues are calling. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What the fuck does that theme song even mean? <laughs> I think we've talked about this before and we've learned what it was. Oh, it's because um, his patients are all mixed up. They're scrambled eggs. Remember? We learned we learned this. Did we talk? Wow. Yeah, we've we... talked about this in the show and we Googled it. Good night, So Seattle. we're like circling around. This is like the Gatsby conversation like, from last week. We only have so many conversations. Well, I was going to say it's like The Shining... When he looks out and it, and he or when he sees himself in the picture, oh yeah, just living this nightmare right. over <laughs> and over. Um, yeah, so we've talked about that. It's that his his patients are tossed salads and scrambled eggs because it's first a of all, that's not what anyone associates when you say that someone 
is a tossed salad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the only meaning of tossed salad. <laughs> There's one and only one in association with tossed salad, and is that someone's a little kooky. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. So you want to get back to this? I got you, Peg. <laughs> Didn't you think it was I got you, Peg? <laughs> An why, unknown character why named is Peg. Because so, like, there's like nobody was, named Peg in this it was, show. It was Roz. Of course it was Roz. I've got you, Roz. I feel like Roz is a well-known nickname for Peg. <laughs> Everybody knows that. But I don't know what to do. <laughs> They're calling again. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, all right. Molly's mom says, golf is a big part of our life. I love the game. We all love the game. You have to love it, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, Jason talks about how he takes Ty to the driving range all the time. Oh, really? Do Jason? you think this well, is like, true? Yeah, no. <laughs> Impossible. First of all, you've spent like... 30% of this kid's life on a reality show. Right, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, when have you even been around him when he's old enough to hold a golf club? Also, uh, Ty is very sporty. He's probably the only three-year-old who knows who Michael Jordan is. Uh, false. I mean, I'm not saying that <laughs> our kid knows who Michael Jordan is. But kids know who Michael Jordan is. Do they? I think so. I think... Well, not anymore. I think, well, this was 10 years ago, first of all. Yeah. So. Has Michael Jordan retired from basketball? Yeah. And there that. What does he uh, do now? I think be rich and awesome. Yeah, right. Be awesome he and just sell underwear. Sits with yeah. his arms back as against As wide them. as they can, like the Wings poster. Mm. Yeah, no, when I was a kid, I had one of my favorite shirts was Hair Jordan, Air Jordan. And it was Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. Dunking basketballs. That just makes me sad <laughs> that you had a basketball shirt. Yeah, well, I had that shirt, and I also had a Mount Dunkmore shirt <laughs> <laughs> with four of the greatest dunkers in the game carved in granite like the president. Did you like basketball? For a while, I thought that I liked, but I tried to convince myself that I cared about Aww. basketball for like, like two years. Maybe for two years? I Jesus. mean, like I wore that Hair Jordan, Air Jordan shirt. Did you play basketball? Like, I mean, I would play like horse in the driveway with my sister. <laughs> So, Why didn't no. you play basketball? Basketball, if you because I'm not good at it. <laughs> well, you don't know. Nah, I'm, I knew. We I got into that big fight when we were in grad school, right? Because I wouldn't go play basketball. With yeah, those guys. and I was like, yeah. "It'll be fun. Just go play. It's just for fun. It's just a pickup game." Yeah, no, they're too and good for yeah, me. Yeah, let's be clear. It was a bunch of dudes from our English PhD program. Some of those like, guys are strong. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta risk failure. No, nah, I don't believe that. Oh, <laughs> just spit on me. I don't think that's right. <laughs> okay, where are we here? We are at the funny hats. Oh, the funny hats. Gah. 
You yeah, know so. what's wacky when you live in Michigan and you have a collection of funny hats? <laughs> and some of them are kind of culturally offensive. Including an Indian chief headdress. Headdress and a sombrero. And a sombrero. It's so wacky. It's so funny because Indians wear these. Oh, Molly's mom. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. The Canadian boxer bit. You see a lot of contrasts, more than usual, like direct contrasts in these families. Very geographical. Yeah. You know, like I feel like Jillian's family was super Canadian. Molly's family was super Michigan. Uh, Naomi's family was super California. And Melissa's family, oh, wait, we don't get to meet them. Is that a Dallas thing to be real uh, aloof? No, like I think that? that's just a weirdo thing. Okay, all right. I don't. We'll get to no, that. We'll get to not. that. They're from Texas. Like they should have. They should have had hearts as big as the Texas sky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get there. But yeah, right now we've got Molly passing out hats, and Jason is a good sport, and so are Molly's. Uh, Molly's. What is that? Her sister and the brother-in-law. Is mm-hmm. that right? Okay. Um, yeah, and then, uh, so Marianne says that Molly's very quiet about her personal life and her love life. Gee, I wonder why, Marianne, <laughs> considering that you were so disapproving that it sounds like you ruined the last relationship I that she was in. I want to know what it was about that guy sure. that they hated so yeah. much. Yeah, I do too, because it does make a difference. I mean, ultimately the parent should be supportive, but, you know, was he, like, cheating on Molly, or was it that he wore... Shirts they didn't Was it like. that he didn't like golf? Yeah, right, exactly. You know, so there is, there's a big difference between those two things. But Marianne wants to take Jason in and forces him to do a picture, to draw and paint a picture of Molly. Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> I want you to draw my Molly and what she looks like naked. What do you think she looks like naked? What do you think she'd look like if she was in the backseat of an old-timey car? <laughs> Yeah, Jason uh, draws her. It starts off okay, quickly turns into a Joker situation. Yeah, no, the uh, Joker smile was pretty bad. Why so serious? (laughs) Let's put a smile on that face. Let's put a smile on that face. And then uh, Molly's mom says, I don't want to give the impression that we're always crazy like this. (laughs) So crazy. What a wacky day. Mostly we just play golf. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then the dad first makes Molly promise not to cry in the limo. So we'll see. I want to see if she sticks to that later in the season. I I thought that was a dick move. Oh, yeah, it's a total dick move. Just promise me one thing if you get eliminated. You won't cry. Right. That that's his biggest concern. Yeah. Right. There's no crying in The Bachelor. Yeah. Clearly you've never seen this show, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Don't feel. Also, yeah. Let's see if Molly does cry. Yeah. No, I was going to say. Because she's going to get her ass eliminated. You know, this uh, dad is basically the parents from Frozen. Conceal. Don't feel. Hide your magic powers, Molly. <laughs> Molly has ice powers, actually. Um, yeah, so... Don't let them know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Molly... So, Jason presents her the drawing, and Molly even comments that the smile is a little I would like to say Joker-esque. that those parents do get a redemption story in Frozen 2. Right, The mom. Yeah. yeah, no, the mom totally does when she's in case... Spoiler alert. 
when she's encased in the ice super far north. <laughs> For reasons I don't fully understand, why is she trapped in the I'm ice? I'm in the Ukraine! <laughs> <laughs> she's there because um, Jillian's grandmother married her off to some Ukrainian guy in the far north. Big summer blowout! <laughs> yeah, why is she... Trapped. I think that's when I had to take the kids to the bathroom, and they explained why the mom was trapped. I, in I ice. wasn't invited to go see. Frozen you were doing with something, but we watched oh, it. You at were home. playing tennis. We watched it at home. Uh, correct. I also decided. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think decided you went and played tennis out. again. No, yeah. I didn't play tennis. I went and like walked. Yeah. <laughs> So you didn't get to see why, for some reason, there's a water horse in that movie. It really kind of falls apart in the second half. A water half. horse? Yeah, that ice horse that Elsa <laughs> rides. I'm in water! <laughs> These are all spoilers. spoiler alerts. Also, Olaf dies. I can, uh, but he's, then he's alive They make again. him again. They make him again. His soul is okay. Songs. Yeah, I know. Including the rock version of Into the Unknown. It's so crazy. It's so punk. It's so, so hardcore. Oh, and Charlie loves it yeah, so much. Does love yeah, that that's like the hardest rock he's ever heard in his life. <laughs> this is what it's like to rock. Panic at the disco singing don't, Into the uh, Unknown. Don't let Granddad know that you're listening to it. He's going to smash it on a rock. <laughs> Okay, so you want to go ahead and go to Naomi's house? Yeah, let's do it. She okay. lives in Lake Elsinore, California. Did you know where that is? No. You who lived in California? No, I don't know every California it's town. Too busy baptizing people. As it people. turns out, too busy seeing Jeff Goldblum play the piano. It wasn't me. It was Youth Just Minister saying. Bill. <laughs> it was Youth Pastor Bill. You're handsome like a youth minister. <laughs> Can we get all the ladies that want to be baptized? <laughs> Wear some white. <laughs> For purity reasons. <laughs> Something kind of clingy. <laughs> um, Jason keeps calling Naomi his cowgirl. I don't know how to know. Yeah, what that no, was me about. neither. Yeah. Because she's wearing like a Howard Hughes aviator jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you going to ride me, Naomi? <laughs> And then later, I'm a stud she just that needs to be broken. <laughs> Starts drinking her own urine. Uh, um, yeah, so Naomi. But he called her that like three times. Did you notice? No, I didn't at catch first it. Off, yeah. like, I guess that's just a weird thing. A weird but then he did it like got. two more times. Huh, no, I missed that. I didn't yeah. catch that at all. Um, oh, since we're at the halfway point, can mm-hmm. I make an observation? Please do. Observation. At no point does it come up on any of these hometown dates that Jason might ask for a hand yep. in marriage. The love word is not is not given. Like some of them are like, I feel like I'm falling in love with Jason. I feel like I could be falling. Right. But it was interesting to see, like now these hometown dates are a way for the bachelor to ask for the father's hand. Right. How do you feel about that just not being a part of it? Uh, I mean, not, not strongly one way or yeah. another. No, I noticed that too. I mean, I guess it just seems I a little more... I think it shows more, like the different, you know. Well, it just seems a little more natural. Like this doesn't, is this is all forced, obviously, but it doesn't seem as forced when they're not like, I'm in love with you, Jason. Like it feels now like they're like racing to be the one to say it first. Well, it feels, Jesus Christ, who is that? Call him uh, out. Terrell. God damn it, Jeremy. <laughs> Um, it seems to me that what really 
Here, I'll put that, it over uh, here. Let me see what he says. He's talking about uh, 538 polls about Trump. Um, it's a fifth, If I were a parent, I know it's always the father, but I think that's sexist. If I were a parent and someone came to me and said, I would like to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't do that right. But uh, it's offensive that in the parents that have this happen on the show bring this point up. They're like, are you asking all of the other dads right, too? Right, yeah. So I think it's way smarter to do what Jason does. Just don't bring it up. Yeah. And then if you get to the end, give them a call. Give them a call. No, that's a good, that's a good plan. Well, it also, I think it just makes the whole thing a little less awkward. Like even with the dead dove and mm -hmm. the reincarnation and Jesus talk, these dates were still less awkward than some of the more recent ones where there's like flat out like, all right, so you're going to marry my daughter or what? Yeah. And they just like actually seem to have kind of fun on right. these hometown dates. They're, the pressure's off a little bit. Tense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and you know, that's why they had to ramp things. It's just not tense enough. You got to ramp up the drama. Um, I See, I don't like that. I thought that, first of all, I liked it that we were at each of their real house. So, like, none of them are in mansions. Like, you notice more and more, and I know there have been, like, stories, exposés, if you will. Oh, they're renting houses. People rent houses and... Um, yeah, like, I liked it that, you know, I felt like all three of these houses were pretty humble. Uh-huh. Jillian's had a wood carving with the word home over the front door. So you know it's their real house. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. So people are, like, renting fake houses to, like, make themselves look better. Oh, we're going to do that if if our daughter ever goes on this show. No way. Yeah, no, we're going to rent, You're like, a house. You're coming to our shitty-ass Alabama <laughs> house. We're going to have a dead animal, just like Naomi's mom. It'll be something that our rat terrier has killed in the backyard. <clears throat> our rat terrier killed a you whole know what nest I will of do, bunnies. Because that's going to be, at this point, what, 10, 10 years down the line? God, it better be longer than that. Nah, things go the way they're going. <laughs> like they're going to have 18, 19-year-old yeah. contestants before too long. And the bachelor's going to be 48. Our cattle dog will have probably gone to the... That will cross that rainbow, rainbow bridge. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, I will have her um, possibly stuffed in a way that's very tasteful. Yeah. But I'm just gonna sit her at the table with mm -hmm. us. Yeah. And see. And see. And how... have, maybe have the bachelor pet her. Yeah. The potential bachelor. Yeah. Go ahead and pet. This is Eloise. You want to go ahead and give her a pet? <laughs> Ella is a big part of our life. She's such a good girl. Tell really? her she's a good girl. <laughs> Oh, but she is a good girl. Oh, that's a good dog. She's a good dog. Oh. Um, yeah, so speaking of dead animals, yeah, this is a good time to transition into that. All right, so she says, I have a very interesting family. Every family is different, and mine is probably as crazy as it gets, which Molly said too, but Naomi is correct. No, Na Molly was crazy. I mean, her family was crazy. They're oh so God. wacky. Jason, have you ever seen five different types of hats in one box? <laughs> this hat looks like a beer stein. <laughs> yeah, no, Naomi is correct. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Naomi's mom. So Naomi's mom and dad have been divorced, but they're there together to their you know, credit. I'm going to say Naomi's mom seems like a good time. She's like a great time. She makes them hula hoop, tells Jason to be one with the hula hoop. 
And then um, she tells us a story, and you don't know where this story is going for a long time, but yes. she tells a story of how... A dove flew into her car. Mm-hmm. And so she kept the dying dove. It wasn't dead, it was dying. And put it in a bag and put it in their freezer. In the refrigerator. Oh, okay. And, and a little cousin comes out running, comes running out and yells, The dead dove's in here! <laughs> this story reminded me real quick of uh, a story I really like from our listener Katie's husband, Trey, of how he was driving by the cemetery listening to a horror podcast and had his window open, and a bird flew into his window and fell into the car and died. Aww. Like, right at Halloween, too. We were like, that's the start of a horror movie right there. So he's cursed now. What's, um, the, what's the horror movie? Just I, You know, I think there's a movie called The Bird. That, uh... <laughs> it's like, it's an omen. It's a bad omen. I think this dead dove was a, well, it was a bad omen. It was a bad omen. Things cut. did not go yeah. well. Yeah, she did not fly like a dove, like an angel up above. Uh, I liked it that, so Naomi's mom asks Jason to give a eulogy for the dead bird. (laughs) And Hector, Naomi's father, who is divorced from the mom, does not look amused by any of this. I feel like you can just see Hector thinking, this is why we divorced, you crazy ass bitch. So also Jason says, when I showed up to the house today, I did not expect to be giving a eulogy. This is almost exactly what Pam Beasley says when she's forced to give. On the wings of love. <laughs> right? When yeah. she's like, did I think that I would be planning a bird funeral Over today? To <laughs> Just smile for me and let the day begin. You are the sunshine that lights my heart within. <laughs> Which is Fine also uh, Jake Pilot Jake. Yeah, so it all comes oh, full circle. Of, uh, who would have thought that Jake Pavelka would end up the better pilot? Than Pilot the Pete? Pilot Pete. 100%. Yeah. I would go Jake Pavelka every time. So, that's, so you're saying there's two airplanes ready to take off. Oh, no. Cross I would country trust Peter flight. to fly me more oh, okay. Jake Pavelka. Well, that's, that's what I thought you like meant. like a bachelor. I don't know. I feel like it's six of one, half did you dozen watch of the Jake's other. Season? Yeah, you yeah did. no, we watched it together. He picked Vienna, but then he was a huge dick. And when then they, they did broke the breakup up. special. They did that terrible, awkward breakup special. I still take him special. over Pilot Pete. I don't know. I mean, that's a real uh, that's a real yeah. dilemma over who's it's getting the worst me. end of the Pavelka. deal. I but mean. you do think <laughs> Team Pavelka. You do think if they said, okay, you're flying from New York to Paris. Actually, no. You know what? I take that back, too. I would still go Jake, even for flying. Peter's probably, like, I feel like he's so wishy-washy. Well, and also, yeah. I don't know, should I go to Paris or London? I just don't know. Also, he has to sit on a phone book in the pilot seat. (laughs) I just got my real wings. (laughs) They're letting me in the cockpit. (laughs) Uh, I feel like Peter does not seem to have... A good, like, I don't know, res- like, quick response. Sure, yeah. He's not know? good in a crisis. No, I wouldn't There's lights so. flashing everywhere. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm just going to press this red button. Whereas Jake Phil would be like, I'm just going to crash this yeah, motherfucker into I the sea. Like Jake Pavelka <laughs> was cold as a snake yeah. during that breakup. We're scene. all going down with this plane. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you know what? I would be like, all right, I respect that, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, again, back to death. Jason's eulogy is we can all agree that Rosie touched us in a way we could not imagine. And uh, this is where the mom at first, I was like, what's going on? And then later when the reincarnation stuff comes up, you're like, oh. But she says there's really no such thing as death. And then the uh, they bury the bird and the little kid again hangs back and pats the grave and says, sorry, dead bird. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Hector corners Jason and uh, says at first it just starts out. Now he actually doesn't start at normal because he's like, I want to see that he has an attitude to say, this is my wife and I will lay down my life for her, which is a strong statement. Um, Would you take a bullet for me? (laughs) Sure. I mean, standing, here's the thing, sitting here, of course, in an actual gunman situation, I don't think anyone knows what they would do. Even sitting here, I don't think I, would I for you? I would for the kids. Sure, and for the dog. Well, obviously. For the cattle dog, yeah. Clearly yeah. for the dog. I just, it's like Trump saying that he would have run in to stop those gunmen. Like, oh, or, sure, great. Right, right. Or it's Mike great Wal- to Mark say Wahlberg that. Mark Wahlberg saying that he would have he saved everybody on 9-11. Exactly. Right. Like, it's sure, I, I can sit here and say I would take a bullet for you. I feel like it would probably end up being kind of a <gasps> force majeure situation. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Where I would just run away in a panic. I feel like I would feel bad about it, but... I don't know that I would. You know, it would have been interesting. So, backstory for the listener. You know, we almost went to an immigration protest uh, a couple of years ago where a guy ended up pulling out a gun at the protest. And it would have been very interesting to see what happened with us in that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder what I would have done, how I would have reacted I think, your, I think the force measure response is... Yeah, it's probably true. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we won't have to find Let's, out. Uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. not. Yeah. Or um, even, uh, what, Olive Kitteridge, that situation where they're in the hospital and the gunmen come. Oh, right. Yeah. And she's, like, just getting annoyed with the... Right, she's yeah. getting irritated, That's, yeah. Yeah, I identified way too sure. much with Olive Kidridge. <laughs> well, but in that sense, she was having bowel trouble, so that was really more like... Me. <laughs> um, I just feel like that's a, a pretty lofty re- request for a marriage, like, that you're going to lay down your life for somebody? That's the thing, Jesus yes. Christ. No, it is a like, pretty lofty request. I'm already doing it for my kids. I have to do it for you, too. <laughs> I'd be sad, but... Sure, but I mean, come am on. Am I going to... Well, also, we we both know that I'm going to die first. <laughs> yeah. So what point is there in you taking a bullet yeah. for me? Yeah, let's choose the, the stronger contestant. Plus, I got to be the motherfucker walking around like, yeah, I'm alive because my wife took a bullet in my place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be that guy. Hey, everyone. Yeah, that's that's going to go over well. Well, it gets very, uh, it gets biblical very quickly. Yes, it does. In fact, he says, we raise Naomi from a biblical perspective. First of all, you know that mom didn't raise Naomi from yeah, a biblical perspective. Hector, you did. About, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can very clearly see why these two yeah. didn't end up together. <laughs> why things didn't last. Um, he says uh, there's only one God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. 
And then I like it that in the same breath he sna- he says, uh, now I think that God has forgiven me for my divorce. Right, yeah. Well, that's rich, Hector. Yeah, great. You get the exemption, but yeah. Jason, yeah. Well, this is, you know, you get a lot of, you know, um, religious parents, but I feel like this was laying it on thick even for what we've seen in the show in the past. Yeah. Like really kind of like verse, actual verses being provided as opposed to just like, we're a Christian family. You know, this was a little extra. Even because, you know, think about how religious like Madison is. Although right. they just didn't want to talk about that's it. That's right. Yeah. And like that's the other thing is a lot of times you get it in like kind of cloaked sure. speeches. Well, that's what I mean. Whereas Hector is like, have you accepted Jesus right. as your savior? Yeah. Led, you want to do it now? Ryan's here to baptize <laughs> yeah. you in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, Jason says, today I learned that Hector loves Jesus. <laughs> and he says, I think he takes funerals and dying in Jesus way more seriously than Joanne does. You are uh, correct. Joanne does take spirituality seriously. Mm-hmm. And she begins to talk about reincarnation past lives she says some people come into this world feeling like they came from a better world or maybe from the future maybe the future yeah and have you ever heard the word indigo kids because naomi is an indigo kid seems like another word for starseed what's which a star i've seed? been told yeah. that i could possibly be do you want to tell us about it's this an alien who comes from a future world and the, and you have an uncanny sense that you've lived life before. And who told you this? A gentleman in the five below <laughs> parking lot. And I was doubtful, but then I looked up, 20 signs, you might be a starseed. And readers, I clicked every box. Yeah. <laughs> they nailed you yeah. dead to rights. You're a starseed. Yeah, no, a gentleman pounded on your window in the five below mm. parking lot. To insist that you are a star seed. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Indigo children possess yeah. special, unusual, and sometimes supernatural traits. So Naomi's mom says that she believes Naomi has that. Yes. Yeah, that she is. Also a... that she might have been a temple priestess. Right. Now, Jason was a mom in a past life, <laughs> which I believe, based on his genes alone, I believe that he was a mom in the in a past life. So I did like, sorry, that was a funny joke. I didn't laugh. That was a funny joke. My bad. Um, Jason, I did like the way that this set up Naomi coming to the realization that I wish we would have talked about (laughs) religion and beliefs before we came here today. But she tells her dad, when you have two hearts that are the same, you can do magic, I think. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. They might not believe the same things, but hey, they can do magic. And uh, Naomi, the magic is that they uh, start kissing over and over again as he leaves. And uh, Naomi says, I am falling in love with this man. Falling in love with this man. Yeah. All right. So should we go to the big D? Man, we're running long. I know. Sorry, gang. Big D, Dallas, (sighs) Melissa. She gives Jason a tooth fairy box that she has made for Ty. No. How did you feel about this? I mean, I feel like Melissa, honestly, out of all of the ones that are left, I do feel like Melissa is maybe the one that is genuinely the most, seems genuinely the most ready to be a mom. Well, that's because she got to go look at Ty while he was sleeping. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) sure. 
Um, but no, I mean, really, I can see why Jason would have picked her if you were only thinking about like maybe someone seamlessly transitioning into his life sure. with Ty. Sure. I could see what the appeal is there because she mm-hmm. is very maternal, nurturing, and it doesn't seem to be an act. Like mm-hmm. when her friends are talking about how like Melissa's the fifth wheel and I mean, it is, it's funny because even you see Jason's like disbelief when they're like, she genuinely doesn't notice when guys are looking at her. Like she's so pretty and she's a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And yet, I mean, I'm, I see what they're talking about. Yeah. Do you... Um, oh, shoot. I had a really great question. Oh, oh, I know what it is. Does she have kids now? Yes. Okay. So she did become a mom. Yes. Okay, good. That's that's good. It, it seemed like she wanted that. So. so Melissa's big thing is that her parents aren't comfortable with the publicness of the show. Yeah. So here's the thing. I actually get that, but then as conversations unfold, it sounds like this runs deeper. Than yes, that. I yeah, same feel the same way. Yeah, because at first she's like, they're not okay with the publicness of this, and it's a like my dad says that it's a precious moment. I assume maybe like meeting the person that could be her husband. Right. But then later we find out like. They don't come do her games that right. she cheers at. Right. They just seem like assholes. Right. Well, and like those friends have never met them or like met them once. There's a and, bunch. So yeah, yeah, they end up going to Melissa's friend's house. He talks with two of her girlfriends and one of them is like, yeah, I've never met her parents. And then the other one is like, I think I met them once in college. Right. Like at a pool party. It's yeah. just weird. It is weird. Yeah. Because that's like, I do understand a family being like, I just, I'm not, I don't want to be on TV. I don't, yes. want, I don't want Ryan and Anna to make fun of my toast. And I think, honestly, that's what Melissa hoped, that she could say that and it uh-huh. would just stop there. Right. But Jason asked more questions right. and asked the friends. Sure. And well, so he's a it, real detective. He's going to sniff this out. A little bit of a Sherlock Holmes <laughs> <side>. mm-hmm. Elementary, my mm-hmm. dear Watson. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I felt like this, hometown date was kind of short and lame because he just meets some of their friends and they're basically like yeah she's ready to be with someone yeah well and i feel like he just gets more questions than answers you know like despite being uh quite the detective but she does say that she's a hundred percent 110 percent in love with jason right now 110 hundo p hundo 10 p All right, Molly, Jillian, and Melissa get roses. Naomi, shouldn't have let your mom bring out that dead bird. Yeah, yeah, the reincarnation talk was too much. Um, Yeah, so they're all headed to New Zealand. Um, Yeah, meanwhile, Molly says, the hats didn't scare you away when uh, he... It was so crazy. It was so crazy, yeah. (laughs) Molly, let me tell you about the dead dove and the reincarnation and uh, Christianity (laughs) talk. Yeah, the hats are nothing. All right, so yeah, we'll uh, be back next week. We'll follow them to New Zealand. So what? I mean, what do we have? We have overnight dates. This season has seemed short. Uh, women Tell All. Women Tell All, and then the finale. That's it? It's probably going to yeah. end up perfectly coinciding with Claire Crawley's season. So When is... Is that coming out in three yeah. weeks? What? No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Okay.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.